Thanks so much for listening to No Lions Here with me, Big Panda. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to No Lions Here. My name is Big Panda, and I'm a recovering sex addict. Hey, uh, happy new year. Uh, It is 2023. Um, I hope that everybody had... um, a warm and good holiday, um, whether that was spent with family or alone. Um, my holidays weren't too bad. Um, they weren't too bad. You know, they were okay. I remember last year's holidays um, were, di- were were really difficult. Don't get me wrong. There was still a lot of um, a lot of feelings going on, but this year was it was a little bit easier to, to navigate. Um, a little bit more manageable just with my family and everything like that. So I'm really excited. Um, I've taken I don't know, the last – it's been over a month off uh, from recording, and I did that on purpose. Um, I kind of wanted to take a step back uh, and just kind of regroup a little bit, so to speak. Um, and I'll tell you what, I really felt it. I really felt not recording um, for over a month. I it 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 left it left a, a hole in me. It left a void there that um, you know that that I wouldn't have seen without taking the action of like not recording. Um, so honestly, like not recording, even though it kind of it made me feel purposeless. Um, I felt like I was just kind of floating through life um it it just i just feel like i had no real purpose when i wasn't recording um and i and i'm really glad that i got to experience it because on the other side of that um i'm like raring and ready to go i am ready to really throw myself into the podcast this year um and i'm really excited for this year and for the podcast i've got some goals for this year i've got some podcast goals and i'm going to get into those a little bit later on in the episode um but i just i, I kind of want to recap my year uh kind of the end of the year what i've been up to this last month or so that i've been uh out of the studio um you know, I, I had a I had a good run going with sobriety there. I was almost four months uh, in December. I did I did slip. I did relapse in December. It was honestly my birthday. Um, the birthday was tough this year. Uh, the birthday was tough. Getting older, you know, birthdays don't have that glitz and glam that that they do when you're a kid. Um, and and it was tough. It was it was really tough, especially you know. Not knowing if I was going to hear from Patricia or not, um, and I didn't, and that's okay. Um, but just it, it was just it was just kind of it was just a little rough. Uh, it was just it was just a little rough, and you know I got a lot of love and I got a lot of support on my birthday um, from from friends and family, so that felt really good. But it was but it was tough, and you know the 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 relapse. You know, looking back on it, you know, there's a there was a lot of feelings there, um, and I kind of wrote some of these down. There was a lot of feelings there that I I really felt like, um, that definitely attributed to that. Um, you know, there, I was lonely, um, discouraged. I was frustrated, confused, um, apathetic, purposeless. Kind of what I touched on with not recording it. And now, now don't get me wrong. I know that the the, the relapse didn't come because I it wasn't solely because I wasn't recording right like anytime there's a relapse or a slip you know it's normally like a mixed bag right like normally a mixed bag it's a slow burn um there's there's so many contributing factors with this disease when it comes to slips and relapses and so and you you got to look at all of them right there's there, there's all these stones that you have to to un to turn over to to really figure out where things went wrong and I can definitely um, um part of that was not recording um cuz when I feel like I don't have a purpose cuz I mean that was my whole life before getting into recovery was just like I didn't have a purpose my purpose was just existing and that is not a purpose at all um and with the podcast um I just I feel like I was I've been given 
I've been shown a purpose and been given a purpose in life. And, you know, I just really didn't, I guess I really didn't realize, you know, how important recording was to me. Uh, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad, I know I've already said this, but I'm really glad that I took this last month or so off um, just to kind of get back. Uh, again, I'm, I'm ready and ready to go. So, um, you know, the month of December was uh, actually, you know, it, it really wasn't too bad of a month. Um, you know, it was funny, you know, I was, uh, this is a couple months ago, it was before December. I want to say it was before, before Thanksgiving. I was talking to my sponsor. Um, you guys remember my sponsor, Jeff. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check that episode out. Uh, really good episode. Uh, really awesome guy. Um, you know, I, I was complaining to him that, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I talked to him and, and he, he talks to a lot of people. He's, he's very well connected in the community here in the city uh, where I live. And I, it, oftentimes I can kind of get, I, I, I've gotten jealous um, about that. Cause I'm like, man, he's talking to a lot of guys and he's a very outgoing guy and I'm not so outgoing uh, first when I meet people. Um, but I was like, man, I, I, I want guys to call me. Guys don't call me. Like, and I remember I went on this rant one day where I was just like, man, I just, I felt, I felt really alone and that I was, I was like, you know, Hey, if, if, if I wasn't making calls, I would have no connection in my life. And I do feel like I have a lot to offer. Um, but like I just I wasn't I didn't I didn't have that. And that really frustrated me. It really frustrated me because it's like in my head, I'm like, look, I know that I have a lot to offer. Um and I just did wasn't I just didn't have those I just didn't have like a lot of connections. Like I had my my sponsor and you know, one or two other guys that I talked to. Um but like I, I want to be involved in the community. You know, I want guys to reach out. I want to reach out, and and you know, my, my my sponsor challenged me with that. He was like, "All right, well, what are you gonna do about it? You know, what are you gonna do about it? You know, you were." And, and part of me too is like, you know, I'm making all these calls, but nobody's answering. Nobody's calling me back, and you know, someone reminded me they're like, "Well, hey, man, you know, you're you're building your side of the bridge. You know, it's up to these other people to build their side of the bridge to meet you where you're at." Uh, so that, you know, that made me feel a little bit better. Um, but, you know, my sponsor was like, hey, so what are you going to do about that? You know, I challenge you, get guys numbers, make calls. Um, and with me being as introverted as I am, there's this, I don't know, there's, um, I, I feel like I'm awkward. And I don't really think that I am. I think that that's all inside of me. Um, but I just feel like I'm awkward, right? Like, do you get when you get somebody's number new that you don't, that you don't know, like, I, I, I'm a big texter. I like to text. But at the same time, like, I get a lot out of phone calls. And, but, but you know, you make that first call to somebody that, you know, you've met in a meeting. And, you know, when you're in a meeting, you're not sitting one-on-one -on -one getting to know somebody. You're in a group and people are sharing. And, and it was <laughs> I, just that making that, it's like, what do I say? Am I going to have anything to say? It's going to be awkward. Like, what, what are we going to talk about? I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, what if we don't have anything in common? Well, we do have something in common. We're in recovery together. We understand each other's struggles. Like, that's huge. That's huge. Um, so I really had to, like, turn the volume down on those voices in my head. And, you know, I, I recently, not recently, I guess over the last three months, I started hitting in-person meetings um, in my area, which I hadn't really done up until that point. And, and, I, and I've continued those. And, man, I'm... And, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, like, because there's a lot of anxiety going to, like, new places. And um, and even though, like, I knew, I knew, you know, a handful of guys in these meetings, there's still all these other people I didn't know. And one guy told me, he was like, well, you know how you fix that? And I was like, how? And he was like, you just keep going. And I was like, oh, you're so right. I don't like how right you are right now, but you're so right. Just keep going. Keep going. People will eventually know your face. They'll learn your story. They'll know your name. You know, that's how you form connections and bonds and friendships. And so I did that. I just kept going and I started asking guys for numbers. Um, 
just started going up to guys after meetings. Hey, nice to meet you. You know, thanks for your share. You know, whatever it was. And then, hey, can I get your number? Uh, and then texting them immediately. And then making those phone calls, right? Like, okay, so I got the number, right? So, like, what are you going to do with that number? Is that number going to sit in your phone? Or are you going to are you going to dial that number? Or are you going to make a phone call? And slowly, you know, I started making those phone calls. Sure, and sure, maybe some of the some of the some of the conversations may have been a little awkward at first, but really not that awkward. Like, it really wasn't that awkward. Again, I I need to turn the the volume down and the voices in my head that 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 hold me back from doing some of these things and putting myself out there. And you know, this is all. This is all childhood related. This is all related to, you know, people hurting me and not wanting to be hurt again. And so there's a defense mechanism there that 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 holds me back from, you know, putting myself out there more. And, you know, there's absolutely situations in life where, like, I don't have to put myself out there. But if I'm in a room, if I'm in a recovery room and I'm with other people in recovery, like... That should be the place that I want to put myself out there and that I want to form friendships and bonds and connections Um, because that's what's going to help keep me sober. That's what's going to help keep other people sober as well. So I started making phone calls. And, you know, it was funny. I I called one guy one time and and we were talking. We had, I don't know, 15, 20-minute conversation. And it – I said this at the end of the conversation. I was like, man, this feels like we've known. I know this This is our first time like talking on the phone or really, really talking in general. We, I would say maybe say hi to him at the meeting. Um, but I was like, man, it feels like we've known each other, right? Like I would kind of – I kind of welcomed in that awkwardness. Like, this feels like we've known each other, man. You know, you never know how these phone calls are going to go. I feel like I'm going to be awkward. They're going to be awkward. And he he literally echoed it right back. He's like, man, I, I feel like I felt the same way. Uh, I feel like I've known you. Um, so that's been, that's been, like, going really well. And on top of that, I have formed some, like, some really meaningful and deep connections with some guys. And I've got what's – I've got a little group – of guys that I consider kind of like my inner circle as far as like my recovery friends go and just friends in general, because that's what they are. They're friends. Yes. They're friends in recovery, but they're also friends. Um, and so I, I, I feel really blessed in that aspect of my life and my recovery that, you know what, like it, and it would, and it came down to the actions that I took, right? Like I prayed about this. I prayed when my sponsor challenged me to to take some action around this, I prayed. I said, God, I, I want a group of guys in my city that I can lean on and that they can lean on me. I paired prayer with action, and I got results. And that goes against, like, everything that I was taught in my childhood. Everything that I was taught in my childhood was just, like, pray, 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 pray. You want something to change? You pray. Not it should have been, hey, pray, but then there's actions as well, right? Because life's all about actions. And that God can give me that willingness and the strength, but if I don't act on that, it's not going to, there's nothing's going to come of it. So I have to act on it. I God's giving me the willingness. He's giving me the strength. Now it's my job to go and take actions around that. Uh, so I've been really blessed with those actions because, again, now I have a group of guys that I rely on. I talk to every single day. Uh, we're all in a text group together. We text our problems. We text we text our struggles. We text our, our victories, like, and everything in between. We joke. We laugh. Like, it's very meaningful to me, and I'm very grateful to have these guys. And it's just – it's been awesome to have them in my life and to know that, like, they have my back and I have their back. And they know everything about me. And they love me and they accept me. Just like I know everything about them and I love and accept them as well. Um, so that's been that's been really cool. And actually, I got to go and see them on Christmas. Um, they had a, a couple of the guys are from out of town, so they don't have any family in town. So um, 
one of the guys Christmas Day had a little get together for the guys that you know didn't have family in the area or weren't going to go see their family. Um, and so I got to like you know do my 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 Christmas with my family. Um, and then in the middle of the day, I got to go get away and go be with these guys for a couple of, for a few hours. And it was honestly, it it was the highlight of my Christmas, just getting to go, you know, there's, there's something so powerful about being in a room with people that you truly know and that you have a real connection with. Like when I'm with these guys, I can be myself I'm comfortable with who I am because I know that they love me and they support me and I know them and I love and support them um you know I had this thought the other, the other night last night actually and I and I was I was driving and I was thinking about it and it was it was it was a really sad thought like it was this thought of like, I really don't know my family I really don't I'm not saying that we're complete strangers because obviously we're family, but it's like my parents. It was it was more based around my parents. Like I feel like I don't really know who they are. I know them as my parents, but I don't know them as individuals. And that was really sad. I was hit with like a lot of just. I felt very lonely. And I know in, in years past when I've been with family, there's just been this overwhelming sense of loneliness. Um, and, and I'll say it, it really wasn't uh, – it wasn't as bad this year. Um, really, really, it really wasn't this year, honestly. Uh, and, I, and I think that that's a testament to like where I'm at in my recovery and that I'm starting to be more, you know, more okay with who I am. And where I'm at, I don't get me wrong, I still struggle with that, um, and I'll get to that. But, you know, it was, I felt better. Um, my mood was a little bit, I was in a little bit higher spirits this year going into the holidays, um, even though it was sad and, and lonely. Um, but I just, you know, being in a room with people who I know and they know me, again, I'm that's where I'm the most comfortable. That's when I'm the most comfortable. Um, and yeah, like family stuff has like been on my mind a lot uh, recently. Just kind of like looking at what I need to work through as far as like my mother issues go um, and things like that. And, you know, I and I don't know and I don't know if I spoke on this, but I, I recently let go of my CSAT. Um, I let go of my therapist. So I am currently not in therapy right now. Um, I've made some calls, uh, and I've, and I'm on a wait list for another, uh, CSAT in the area. Um, and I'll tell you what, like that whole process was discouraging. Um, cause I mean, right. I called and I talked to somebody and they're like, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? And, um, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm a sex addict in recovery for almost two years. And, you know, I'm looking for somebody to kind of guide me through my childhood trauma. And they were like, oh, he, he'll be great at that. He'll be, he'll be great at that. And I was like, oh, awesome, cool, cool. And then they were like, all right, we'll call you in a few months. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoyed, you know, I, I'm very grateful for the work that me and my, my, my old CSET did with me. I just feel like it wasn't, it wasn't what I was needing. I wasn't getting what I needed out of it. Like it, it essentially kind of turned into like a big check-in session where what I'm, what I'm looking for in a therapist and, and thankfully through my journey, I'm starting to see the things that I need and I'm starting to kind of stand up for myself and be a little bit more vocal with the things that I need from the people around me. And I, what I, I, with my CSAT, again, it was – we did some really good stuff together, but it was – it turned into like a check-in session. We were only seeing each other once a month. He was out of my network, so I was paying out of pocket, which gets very expensive. Um, and it was – you know, it was like a big check-in session. And, you know, my daily check-ins and my daily struggles, like that's what I have my – that's what I have the, the, my friends and brothers in the program. 
for is to call and bounce those things off of a therapist. What I want from a therapist is I want to a struggle comes up and okay, what is how does this make me feel? Okay, well, this makes me feel guilty. Okay, well, let me take this to my therapist. Hey, this came up. I feel guilty. Where is this coming from? I want to dig down into my childhood and I want to figure out where this stuff's coming from and, you know, open up those wounds to help heal. And again, I, it's, you know, it's not going to be instant, but I, I really want to dig into this. And I just, I wasn't getting that from him, even though there were multiple times that I kind of asked for that. And, um, and that was really scary, honestly, like, cause again, it was, in my mind, it was a confrontation. I'm going to go in there. He's going to get pissed. And we actually ended up having like a really good conversation around it. And he was very supportive and, you know, basically told me, Hey, my door is always open. Always a client. Once a client, always a client. Um, so that's, um, that's kind of on my goals list for this year is to get back into therapy. And I know that I'll get back into therapy um, because I know that I see the benefits of therapy and I want therapy and I know that it's going to help me. So, but I, I was a little afraid though, that, you know, getting out of therapy would be like, almost like you get out, you get out of high school and some people are like, all right, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the next year off and then go to college. And then that year rolls around and they're like, I don't really don't want to go back to school. Um, so I was a little afraid that I was going to have some of those thoughts, some of those just kind of like, ah, screw this. I haven't done it in a while. I don't know. I don't really see the point, but, I, and, and I'm happy to say that like, I don't have those feelings and that, I've taken some actions around finding a new therapist and praying about it and taking some actions. Again, I, I know that I'll get results from that. And, um, but also too, that the double-edged sword that that is, is in my mind, my mind tells me you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Oh, you fired your therapist. You should have just stuck with him. Well, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't on a whim decision either. It was something that I had been talking about with my sponsor for months leading up to it, uh, and he was supportive of it. Uh, he's like, "I know you've been talking about this for a while, um, and I support you. You're you're being a, you're being a grown man um, in saying, hey, I'm not getting what I'm needing here, and I need to move on.' Um, but again, you know, th those voices in my head are saying, "Oh well, you're not getting any better than." You're not getting any better. Um, you're not making the gains that you want to see. You're not. You're not good enough. You're not doing enough. Um, and I really have to. I really have to silence those voices um, and find ways to turn them down. And I've actually. I found a way. Um, actually, exercising, cardio in general actually quiets those voices for me. So I've been trying to make a routine of uh, getting on the treadmill and running. Um, almost every day, and that really kind of silences things in my head. Um, so I'm like, I'm really grateful that I that I found that. Um, so, and again, you know, I know that I'm going to get back into therapy. Um, I'm kind of just just waiting. Again, I put some feelers out there, and I'm just waiting. So um, I'm not letting that kind of keep me back from recovery and meetings and connections. Like I'm, I'm still, and there's there's work that can be done on my own. Uh, I started reading a little bit more. I'm reading some uh, some books right now that um, I you know reading was really hard for me uh, at the beginning of my recovery because um, things were so heavy and things are still heavy, but you know. There is a new level of manageability that comes from being in recovery. I'm almost two years in. Um, you know, reading some of this stuff earlier on was really heavy and it really hurt and with where I was at and it was just, it was tough. It was really tough and I've, I found that I can, I can manage reading some recovery literature or self-help books. Um, I found that I it, it's a little bit easier for me to read. So like I've added that into my recovery now. Um, and so that's been really nice. So like there's plenty of work that it can be done on my own. And I'm doing that and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to live in the solution, chop wood, carry water, uh, even though, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some days where I'm really good at that stuff, and then there's some days where I'm not so good. Um, and I have to learn to just, again, not beat myself up. 
uh, give myself some grace and compassion around those things. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay connected, trying to stay connected to my higher power, you know. And again, the, when I had that slip, definitely was was falling out of touch with my higher power. And I could feel that. I felt that. And, you know, if you're if you're no stranger to relapses, it's so hard to get back into that spiritual kind of mindset after a relapse because you just, you don't feel, you don't, I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't feel like I'm worth it. When really I, my higher power loves me no matter what. And that my higher power knows when I'm going to act out. And my higher power absolutely threw things at me to keep me from acting out. Those red flags, um, they popped up, but I, you know, I just, I blew right through them. I blew right through them. Um, and I'll tell you what, another thing with, with, with the most recent relapse, I, I feel there's a level of guilt there. And I'm going to talk through this. Uh, and, I, and I've talked through this with my sponsor and others, but I'm, I'm going to talk through it on here because it, it absolutely involves the podcast. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm trying to spread the message and spread whatever wisdom it is that I think that I have or I think that I don't have. Um, and here I am, you know, struggling with sobriety. So who's going to take me seriously if I'm just always relapsing? And I know that last year was was really rough up until about August, September for me. Um, and then I got that solid little stretch in there. And there's a, there's a level of guilt that I put on myself, right? Like nobody else is putting this on me. Nobody else. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Shout out Taylor Swift. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, if I, if I relapse that I'm not allowed to come in here and record and that I don't. I don't have the – since I don't have that long-term sobriety that nobody's going to listen to me and that this is not good enough, I'm not doing good enough, nobody's going to take me seriously, no one's going to listen to what I have to say because I don't have the sobriety. I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and I feel like in my head I know what I'm doing and I'm having trouble like – I'm I'm just having trouble, I guess, believing in that. I don't know, um, but yeah, there's there's a level of guilt there. There's a level of guilt that are that it this revolves around the podcast and me being in here recording, and that nobody's going to take me seriously if I keep relapsing. And now, if I was coming in here every single day, oh, I relapsed today, I relapsed yesterday, I'm going to relapse tomorrow, I'm going to relapse the next day. Basically, I'm just going to go on this month, these month long benders. Yeah, okay. Maybe, but you know, that's, that's part of the struggle. And that's the thing with this, with this addiction is that it's a struggle. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. Um, this is hard. This is really, really hard. And while I feel really good while I'm in here right now, because I'm so happy to be back, like, and I, and I thought about this, I went to a meeting tonight and I thought about this while I was in the meeting. You know, like this week's been really rough. I bumped up against some family stuff, uh, confrontation with my mom earlier this week that just didn't feel good. I realized I got, a, you know, I've, I've talked about this. I got a lot of resentments towards my mom and um, I live with her and I, and I just, I need my space. I need my own space. Um, and I've got a goal around that. I'll get to that. But, you know, this week's been a little bit of a struggle. There's been some middle, there's been middle circle activities there, um, which, you know, if I, if I partake in too long, they lead to my inner circle. Um, and you know, it's, I, even though I'm struggling, right? Like, and I was like, all right, in this meeting tonight, I'm going to share my struggles and, uh, I'm just kind of down right now. I'm sad. I'm a little lonely. Uh, feeling guilty. Um, 
you know, I'm going to, man, I'm, it's, it's really going to come out. I'm going to, man, I'm going to be really down in the meeting and it's going to come across in my share. And I got into that room and like, I saw my guys and like my mood just lifted. I also got a nap in after work. I also got a run in. And then I went and I got to sit with my with my tribe. And in that room, those people know me. And I felt comfortable. Like all my problems almost just kind of like melted away. Kind of like how it is when I get in the studio. My problems just kind of melt away. And that there's not this sadness and despair in my voice or in me when I'm doing these certain things because of how good these things form they are for me. And, you know, I've definitely been in here in a rough spot. I can think back to a couple episodes. I remember the, I remember the relap episode from last year. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, there's a, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm in a, I'm in a place right now in my recovery that even though when things are dark and, and tough and struggles and cycles and all of these things, right? Like I'm in a completely different place. And that really shows and that these things are working and things are becoming more manageable for me. And these are, I'm reminding myself of all the good things right now. And that when I'm in these rooms and when I'm in the studio, how how can I look at all the bad things? When I have all these good things that I can look at, the actions I'm taking, they work and they pay off. And sure, do things look how I want them to look right now? No, they don't. There's things that I want out of life. Um, and there's things that I got. I'm gonna. Have, I still have to work for, um, and it's funny because me and my sponsor were talking about this, you know, today. Like, just I think it was, it was two days ago, uh, and I was really struggling, really, really struggling, and I was just, I was just crying out to God, like, God, I need your help. I can't do this. I need your help. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It was in. I wouldn't say I was meltdown mode, but. It could have easily gone that route. It could have easily spiraled. And I just, I said, God, I need you. I need you to show yourself to me. I need you. I need you. I need you. Two minutes later, my phone rang. And it was my sponsor. We hadn't talked that morning. We talk every morning. Um, I call him when he's on his way into work and we talk for about half hour. And that day he had called off. So I said, hey, he said he was going back to bed. I said, hey, no worries. Give me a call when you get a chance. He said, I will. And I said, I know you will. And so it was a little bit later. It was a, it was a few hours past our normal talk time. Um, and I didn't know when he was going to call me. And I just, you know, I prayed. I said, God, I need you. I was crying. I said, God, I need you. I can't do this alone. I need you. I need you to show me. And sure, in my mind, there could have been other things that could have happened. Like a pretty girl could have walked up to me and said, hey, What's your number? I want to get to know you. Um, a house that I was, you know, I, I could have got, I'm looking for houses. So I could have just, all right, hey, I want to put an offer in on this house. Like, sure, things could have looked differently. But that's not how God works. Right? That's my mind. That's my mind and my plan, not God's plan. And that God's plan in that moment was, okay, Alex, I hear you. Here you go. Here's a lifeline. What are you going to do with it? Because in that moment, I could have looked at that phone and said, I'm not answering this. And he did. He answered me. And I had a good phone. I had a good conversation. Um, I got off my chest the things that I needed to get off my chest. I got my struggles out. Uh, somebody heard me. And that's what my higher power looks like. My higher power does not take shape in the form of what I want and what I desire. My higher power comes to me in other ways, and it's my job to recognize those things and to be grateful for those things and to accept those things. 
And I feel like I'm in a place to see that. Whereas before, I wasn't seeing those things so clearly. The small things, right? It's the little things. That phone call, the text. Um, man, I, I've been getting... I've had a couple people reach out to me um, through the email for the podcast, which you know didn't doesn't really didn't really happen a whole lot. Um, and man, I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. It, those are the reminders for my higher power that like I'm doing the right stuff, I'm on the right path, and I'm doing the right thing. And that just keep going, keep going. I have to keep chopping wood, carrying water. That's my magic, right? Like, that's the magic. The magic isn't in a pretty girl coming up to me and saying, hey, I like your style. Let's get out of here. That's not the magic. In my head, that's the magic. But that's not really the magic. That I have to see the magic for what the magic is. And that I have to be open to those things. And that I have to embrace those things and be grateful for those things. And I'm very grateful for those things. In this moment right now with where I'm at, I'm okay. I'm okay and I'm going to be okay. Um, and there's there's relief in that. There's hope in that. And I got I to gotta take the hope wherever I can find it. And it's all around me. Right, like it's all around me. It's all around it's all around us if we work for it. If we work, if we open up our eyes, we can see it. It's there. So and I'm and I'm and I'm glad that I'm in here because I'm reminding myself of that in this moment. And those are the things that I have to remember and I have to hold on to. Hmm. That's good. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. You know, I touched on uh, just making goals. You know, new year, new year, new me, you know. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. Um, but I will say that this year um, I took the time to write out goals, right? Like everybody has goals. And I think that it is really important to write these goals down and to share these goals with others. Um, one for, hey, you know, this one's a little a little vague, you know. Bouncing them off of other people can help you get a better idea of what kind of that entails, right? Like and some of these goals are just kind of like vague goals, but some of them are a little bit more detailed. And so I and – I, and I've never done this before either, you know, and I'm not looking at this as like a New Year's resolution either. Like these are my goals for the year. These are my goals for the year. First time I've ever like actually sat down, wrote out goals, and then shared them with somebody else. And it was cool because my sponsor – I told my sponsor about it and he was like, I really like that idea. I'm going to do the same thing, and then when we get together, we can talk about them. And I was like, I love it. Let's do it. So I definitely encourage anybody out there listening to to do the same thing, like write down goals. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a big list. Like me and my sponsor were talking about that too. Like, you know, like I, I think I wrote down like four or five, and I was like, mm, the rest of that page looks kind of blank. I need more goals. Well, do I? Is that a lie? Let's start with this. I can always add to this list. I can always add to it, right? Like it's a living document, just like my circles. They are living documents that can be changed. They can be altered. They can be added to. Like there's no limits on these. There's no limits. Um, so I definitely encourage people to write your goals down and share them with the people around you. Like, we need that support, and people are going to give you that support. You just got to ask for it. Um, so my list of 2023 goals, and I'm going to say them to you guys, because, um, again, the more light that I can shine on these things, just it's the better. Just it's better. Like, you know, I remember back when – 
back in like 2020, um, I was trying to get clean from Coke and, you know, I had only shared it with a couple people and basically like it, this just shows that I was not ready for recovery. My MO was to just be quiet, move in silence. And now that I'm actually in recovery and like trying to make recovery a way of life, I cannot move like that. I cannot move in silence with the things that I'm doing, whether they're good things, bad things, and everything in between. I cannot move in silence. I have to be talking about these things no matter what. Even if it's just with one other person, I have to be talking about it. The more people that I can talk about it with, the better. Um, but I cannot move in silence. So part of that is putting these goals out there. And I don't know. There's some like – there's some fear around that, for sure. There's some fear of being judged of what what people are going to think of me. People are going to think that these goals aren't big enough. They're they're not good. And, I, and again, this is in my head. No one's saying this to me. No one's saying this to me. It's all in my head. So I'm gonna verbalize these goals to everyone listening. My 2023 goals. I want to buy a house. You know, I I. I love my mom. Uh, I have I have issues with her. I have resentments towards her. Uh, I don't blame her for my actions and what I've, you know, the journey that I'm on. I don't blame her for that. I need my space, though. I need my space to just try to kind of help that that relationship heal um, so that I can, I can give her some grace and some compassion. Because I'll tell you what, being on top of each other in the house, living together, it's... There's not much room for grace and compassion um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's something that I really want to work on. So so I want to buy a house this year. Um, and, you know, being back at BAI, talking with Nate. Again, if, if you guys haven't heard, if you haven't listened to Nate's episode, uh, Nate Geyer, Out of the Flames, go check that episode out. Really good episode. Uh, shameless plug. Um, you know, he kind of brought that to the forefront with me. was like, hey, man, you need to get out of your mom's house. You need to get out. And and I see it, right? Like, And I've seen it and I've known it. And by no means am I like, all right, oh, I'm going to live here forever. This is great. No. Like I have goals. I want to get out. Like I want my own space. I want to be my own person. Like I want me and my dog to have a place that we can call our own. Uh, so I want to buy a house. So I'm, I'm taking some actions around that. I've been looking. Um, I'm going to continue to look. Uh, I was looking earlier this last year. Um, but then I kind of took some time off. It got a little overwhelming, honestly. Like, basically, I was trying to figure out, like, my three biggest problems at once. And that was career, relationship, and a play in a, in a house. And that was just way too much to handle, right? Like, I took too big of a bite of the watermelon there. I tried to fit the whole watermelon in my mouth, and it doesn't work like that. Um, so I'm kind of looking at things right now. It's like, okay, what, what can I take on? What can I handle? And right now that is focusing on the podcast and trying to find a house in my recovery, obviously, but that's, that's every day. So, uh, buy a house. Um, I want to, I have a goal weight in mind. I've been, I've been on a weight loss journey, uh, over the last few months and I'm seeing progress, um, uh, but I'm kind of stuck. So I want to get down to 215 pounds. Right now I'm at about 225. I got about 10 pounds to lose. So, um, and I'm, I want to. I need to change things up a little bit. Just like my recovery, I need to switch things up. I need to. I need to find a new way. Cause, cause while I'm, while I feel good about where I'm at, and I'm really happy that I've lost. I lost about 20 plus pounds. Um, I want to. I want to get lower, and I'm doing that for myself and my health and not for anybody else, which I've always tried. I've always wanted to, like, get in a better shape, but it was always for another person. The more attractive that I can be, the more attractive these people are that I'm going to attract to me. So um, I'm doing that for myself. I feel better. I have more energy. Um I like it again. That cardio just silences the voices in my head. And that is priceless. That is priceless. 
so that's good. I do. I really want to, and I've got a whole separate list of goals for the podcast. Like, but they definitely bleed over into this. I want to put the podcast on YouTube. I really want to get a YouTube channel going. I, we were toying with it a little bit last year, um, and I really want to do it. I want to do video content with video recordings of me in the studio with these episodes, and then also convert all previous episodes to video format, not with actual video, but you know, get them onto YouTube so that people can just it's just another platform, right? Like just another platform to get the word out there. Uh, so that's that's a big one for the podcast. Um, I want to get to two years sober from cocaine and alcohol, uh, which I feel like is very doable. That will be in October of this year will be that date. So, um, yeah, I really want to get to two years sober. Really want to get there. And, you know, I, I got to say, as far as the struggles go with that stuff, you know, I really – really hasn't been there. I, I think recently I did have a thought of, like, wanting to do cocaine. Um, and, you know, I entertained it for, I don't know, maybe a few minutes. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back there. Like, I'm already, you know, the sex addiction, I'm already, I'm struggling enough with that. I don't need to add fuel to that fire. So I really don't want to do that. Um... I really want to find a sponsor for the podcast. Like, I, I really want to find a sponsor. And, you know, I, I'm i not looking for the generic sponsors, right? Like, I really want to partner and find a sponsor with somebody or some kind of organization that aligns with my passion for recovery and wanting to help people. Um, and so that's, that's a goal. I, I really want to find a sponsor for the podcast. Um, I want to go on some healthy dates this year. Um, even though, you know, in, and with that little, like, uh, uh, shoot off of that is a dating plan. I really want to come up with a dating plan. Do, do I necessarily think that I'm ready to date? Uh, to some extent I do. However, I also feel like there's a lot of other things that I need to be working on than trying to um, put much time and energy into dating. Um, there's still a lot of things that I need to work on and other and other things that I want to achieve um, before that. But then again, like I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen the next day or the next day. I don't know what's going to happen in a month. I don't know what's going to happen in six months. I have no idea. What I want, though, is a dating plan in place for when the time is right so that I have that, so that I have some kind of guideline to go off of if something comes around. And that involves, like, what are my non-negotiables? You know, like, what am I looking for in a partner? Um, What am I looking for in a partner where, you know, where does dating apps fall into that? Uh, where, you know, just those kinds of things. And I'm actually really excited here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have another guy on. Um, and he's he's also single um, and he wants to get back in the dating. And so we're going to talk kind of dating plan um, on an upcoming episode. And I'm really excited for that. So uh, I've got some stuff written down for that. Just kind of like, what am I looking for in a partner? What do I value? What do I, what, what would I like to see? What, what do I want from, you know, in my partner? Um, so I've already kind of written some of this stuff down. So, you know, just kind of figuring some of that stuff out and kind of getting some of that stuff on paper, working through that with my sponsor and others in the program um, and learning from others too, right? Like I'm not the only one who's ever written a dating plan like other people have. So I want to learn from them. Um, I'm reading a book about relationships and recovery. Um, I do, I, like I said, I touched on this earlier. I want to get back into therapy and I know that that'll happen. Um, I'm taking actions around that and I know that that'll happen. So that's another thing. I really want to get back into therapy. Um, I want to become more involved in the recovery community. And, you know, this is kind of one of those vague ones that I talked about because I don't really know what that necessarily looks like. Obviously, I am involved in the the recovery community. 
um, with a podcast and going to meetings and talking to guys. And um, but you know, I I, I want to do more. So you know, I, I need to pray about that. I need to think about that. I need to reflect on that and and see because I I ultimately feel like I want to get into the recovery community full time as far as like a career goes, a job goes like, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I know the podcast is involved in that 100%. I want to continue to always do the podcast no matter what. And I don't know if the podcast is going to be like a door, an opportunity. Hey, it may not be solely the podcast. Uh, that'd be great, but it may not solely be that. The podcast may open up another door, um, and I have to be open to that, and I am open to that. Um, but just getting more involved in the in the the recovery community, especially in the city where I live, um, you know, it helps that I've been going to these in person meetings and making that a regular in my routine. Um, but you know, I I just I want to get more involved. Uh, and then the last one that I have written down is just. Recovery reading slash work, um, which I'm already doing. You know, I, 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 I'm reading some books. Um, over the last month, I have gotten through steps two and three. I am now officially on step four, which is inventory, uh, taking a fearless moral inventory of ourselves, um, which I really feel like the fourth step, like, and, I, and I've kind of like, I've kind of gone back and forth on this in my head as far as like like my step four and a dating plan, right? Like that seems like a lot to bite off, to chew at once. Uh, because with the dating plan, this book that I'm reading, um, it's called like Relationships and Recovery. And there's like um, tasks in there like, Basically like an inventory of past relationships, which I think would be really helpful for me and really healthy for me to do, um, to break down those patterns and see those patterns so that I can not, so that I can get out of those patterns. Um, and so it just, that seems like a lot of inventory work to handle at once. So I'm, you know, while I do want to get a dating plan and, and I'll, and I'll get maybe like a, a rough one down. I think that with that fourth step inventory, that is going to help me with my relationship inventory. I really think that that's going to help. And I think that for me, step four comes before the relationship inventory. And also, too, I, I think that they are also like they go hand in hand almost. Because in that self-inventory, um, those, there's things that are going to be come out that are also going to be the same in my relationship inventory as well. So, um, so yes, I'm on step four. And um, while I'm scared about it and it, it seems daunting, it seems like there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I'm also like really excited about it too. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into that. I'm, I'm excited to see my progression through the steps, right? Like steps one, two, and three, getting through those and now being on step four, like step four is where like pen meets paper. That's like when you really start to get into the work. Um, and, you know, I almost wrote down a goal of like, hey, get through the steps this year. But, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to put a time limit um, or a timer. I, I don't want to do that to myself. Uh, because then what I'll do in my head is I will judge my progress and get back into this self-deprecating, you're not where you said you were going to be, you're not doing enough, you're not moving fast enough, come on, what is your problem? Um, and, and I don't want to do that to myself. And, and that's me just trying to be kind with myself uh, and have some grace and compassion for myself. Knowing that, hey, like I am working through these but, like, it's on my time. It's on God's time. Like, I totally feel like I'm in the right place to work on step four. And God's showing me that. So I need to read those signs and just move at my pace and know that I will get through them eventually and that I will have time to rework them multiple times. 
So that's kind of like my goals. And then um, I also have, I was I was thinking about this the other day, um, just kind of like how do I measure my days, right? Like how, how, how do we measure our days? At the end of my day, you know, I oftentimes do kind of like that 10-step uh, inventory. Like, you know, where was I wrong? Where could I make amends? What did I do right? Uh, where do I need to kind of like tighten things up a little bit? So I kind of like just started kind of asking myself some some simple basic questions. And at the end of the day, I can ask myself these questions and I can know exactly where I stood for that day. And again, where I can tighten things up are. And it's a, just a daily reflection with one, two, Eight questions. And the questions are, did I take a recovery action today? Did I take a spiritual action today? Did I take an adult action today? Did I listen? Did I share? Did I give love? Did I receive love? And you know, if I look back on my days... The answers to almost all of those are yes. And then that can help me in the next day to either continue doing what I'm doing or it's going to show me where I kind of, again, I need to tighten things up a little bit. Um, So that's another thing that I want to just be doing every day, you know, asking myself these questions, you know, what did my recovery actions look like? What did my adult actions look like? What did my spiritual actions look like? Did I listen to somebody who needed my help? Did I share what's going on with me? Did I share my feelings today? Was there love involved in my day? And that's just a good way for me to kind of measure where I'm at, right? Like I, those measuring, the measuring is, it's hard to do. Because there's no real blueprint to, you know, where do we stand? And that I have to do that, right? Like, I have to ask myself these questions. And in turn, I can ask other people these questions too. Hey, you're struggling? I didn't think about this. This just came to me. Hey, are you struggling? Okay, well, hey, you're taking recovery action, so that's good. You're sharing. That's good. What kind, where's your spiritual level at today? Um, where's your love at today? Um, and also, too, it's it's another just another really good way of me seeing how God is involved in my life by asking myself these questions. God is in these questions. God is in these answers, or God is not in these answers. Is God in these answers? If he's not, he needs to be. He needs to be for sure. And that with these questions, it gives me an opportunity to look around and see the things that God has put into my life and brought into my life. And when I can take the time to look at those things and recognize and accept those things, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, go check out the uh, go check out the website nolionshere.com. Go check it out. All the episodes are up there. Um, I do want to uh, start writing a little bit more on the forum there. Um, and feel free to reach out to me, uh, nolionshere at gmail.com. Um, you know, let me know if there's any topics you want me to discuss. If you'd like to come on and share your story, uh, I actually had a guy recently reach out to me. Um, he went to BAI. Uh, he was there before me, and he reached out and said, hey, how about a couple? How about the perspective of a couple? And, you know, that's honestly, that's been on my mind. Um, I really wanted to have a couple on uh, because, you know, we get – I've gotten, you know, the addict side. All right, I want to hear the partner side. Um, I'm very interested in that. So this guy reached out to me uh, last week, actually, uh, and asked if uh, him and his wife could come on. So I'm going to have them on in a couple weeks. I'm super excited. I've had some phone conversations with them. Um, again, I'm, I'm really excited. They, they seem like great people. Um, and... They've had a they've had a hell of a journey. So um, so guys, if you want to come on, or if there's anything that you want to hear me talk about, 
please feel free uh, to email me at here at gmail.com or bigpanda at nolionshere.com. Um, I am signing off. Thank you guys so much for joining me on my journey. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Have a great one.